Hey, everybody. Jacob here from the Formula Drift podcast. We have an awesome deal for you. So if you head over to shopfd.com and use coupon code PODCAST23, you're going to save 20% on any merch. So anything you can find on that website, use PODCAST23 at shopfd.com. Save yourself 20%. Hats, shirts, lanyards, whatever. Just use the code. Save yourself some money. So why not? You know, don't don't stop listening. Wait till the show's done. But then head over, shopfd.com, use podcast 23. We'll see you guys out there. All right, what's going on, everybody? My name is Jacob Gattens. Welcome to The Outer Zone, the official podcast of Formula Drift. And we have Mr. Mike Power on. How are you doing, buddy? Woo. I'm doing good. It's good to see good. your face. I know. It's good to see you again. It's been it's been a little bit. I feel like this season's been weird where we had like a bunch of rounds kind of together and then it spread out a little bit more. Yeah, once we get closer to the season, it starts to feel like not as hectic in between rounds. I mean, yeah. I, I always have stuff going on that, that will uh, keep it hectic. But yeah, we do get a little bit spaced out here. So I start to miss my friends a little bit at the racetrack. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird to like family that you build there where you kind of like you get there, you do a bit of a tour and like, I don't know, I, this is my routine where I'll go through and I'll try and like make sure to see all the key figures and then like go back and then go back to do whatever I'm supposed to actually be doing. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you do that with your neighbors? Like you'll like like back in and like immediately go and look at the spots and be like, oh cool, we got this guy and this guy and like oh, so oh we yeah. we can. It's usually you know, well, it is kind of a little hectic getting into the spot. I always gotta make sure that we're there early because the rig is so big that we have to make sure it's not a pain in the butt to get it <laughs> parked. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it is cool when we get set up, when we get um our spot going. Uh we usually have Ula uh next to us. Um, well, and he's awesome. It's based on ranking, isn't it? Like, no, isn't, I think I, it's, it I think it's just based on. Well, I know that there's, you know, you have the high profile drivers, the guys that have been in it forever, the dudes who have uh, big activations going on at their pits. They're kind of usually put together in, um, you know, an alleyway that's going to get a lot of traffic. Um, and then I think it just goes down to the size of your rig and what you need to be able to set mm. up and how much space you need. Um, yeah. So for the most part, we're just usually in a good spot that has a space for everything that we set up. Yeah, you've got a decent, decent size setup now. Yeah, but it is cool. Like we were saying, it is cool being able to, you know, get your spot, get set up and then check in with whoever's around you and say what's up, see how they're feeling about the weekend, anything going on. Hopefully it's not a neighbor with a noisy generator. Uh, one time. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. Why am I drawing a blank on his name right now? I'm I'm trying, sure. uh, the Aston Martin driver. Oh, yeah. Darren, Darren Kelly. Darren yeah. Kelly. We had him next to us one time, and they do this uh, awesome like warm-up routine with the car. I guess they get the engine warmed up, gearbox, yeah. you know, trans, uh, and the uh, differential. And that thing is so loud. <laughs> that is the only noisy neighbor I've ever had. But the car is awesome, so it's okay. But yeah, when it's, they were warming that thing a- up, I was like, man, it's shaking the inside of the trailer. Well, because they'll go through and like run it through gears, and then they'll like grab the e brake to like load yeah. the engine up, and you can yeah. hear it like kind of like, and then it, yeah, it almost sounds programmed. I heard them do it, I think, in Orlando, where yeah, like they'll run it through like RPMs, but like step it. It's super, it's like super weird because it doesn't really sound like the car. Like it, it mm. caught me by surprise, like the warm up sound. It didn't sound like how the car drives. Um, but yeah, a lot of people do that in the pit, you know, warming up the engine and their gearbox and stuff. We usually just do it in the burnout box. <laughs> That's fair. Because, I mean, a lot of the times you're going to sit in line and, you know, you can warm up as much as you need to there. And Yeah, not to mention some of the tracks we go to this year, it's super hot out. Like <laughs> St. Louis. St. Louis yeah. is like, keep the car off. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you could you could easily overheat it just waiting waiting in line for practice. Oh yeah, we've we've done a burnout box like before um, practice, and the car is like overheating. And I'm like, Jesus. this is not good. You're <laughs> not you're running good. a cool suit in yours, right? Yeah, so I run a chill out system. It's been super awesome. I've had it since we first built the car and drove in 2020, and mm. it just now last round started like you know, showing its wear, but the thing's awesome. When it's nice out, when it's like in the 80s, I can get the suit down to like 45 degrees and it feels awesome. You don't got to fill it up or anything. You just top it off with the coolant and let it rip. It's like a refrigerator. (laughs) Yeah, those those are by far the smelliest thing on grid because like they don't get washed as often as like even the race suits do. (laughs) It's funny you say that because I literally washed it at uh, Seattle. I was like, oh, right, really? this thing, this thing's pretty bad. I'm gonna Done. wash it. <laughs> it's, like, it's I don't want to be the smelly race car driver for sure. <laughs> That's fair. I, yeah. I always love like you can tell the guys with the cool suits because they'll have like the the feeds coming out and it's always yeah, like out of the crotch zipper. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll have like the two dangling tubes. So OMP is the best. And every year when I order my suit, they give you an option. They're like, Do you have a cool suit, uh cool mm. shirt that you wear? And they give you a pocket in the side of the suit that you just put the Put the cable through the cord. Oh, no yeah, dangling. Super convenient. It dangles, but it just has a spot. I don't have to open my fly and like feed the <laughs> feed the water hose out there. So <laughs> that is, yeah, that's really smart. I mean, it, it makes sense though, but just like how many guys are going to be running cool suits? It, it depends on the series, obviously. You need them. I, I see people in yeah. the pit that don't have them when we're at the track on a hot day. And I'm like, how are you literally doing anything right now? Like St. Louis, seeing anyone that didn't have a cool suit in St. Louis, I'm like, what are you doing? How? Yeah. Literally. Like you got the leaf blower through the window crazy. trying to cool themselves off. Those work really good. Yeah. We used to have yeah. one, but it got stolen. Uh, I would use it. Yeah. To, yeah. We, last <laughs> year. And, and it's on last my list. year was pretty crazy. <laughs> good. I'm glad it's on your list. But yeah, we, my buddy Andrew, who used to drive the truck, he would just, you'd just see him walking around the pits the whole time with uh, the Milwaukee leaf blower in his hand. Just it usually gets my feet. Because yeah. my feet get super hot. But yeah, there's there's you're you're right there, and then yeah, you've got exhaust coming down. Oh wait, no, hang on, two J's here on the opposite side at least. Yeah, it just it yeah. still just gets hot. It's just it's hot. super hot. Yeah, it's basically yeah. I feel like Mike in a little Easy Bake oven. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny that actually make a good video, just like having a little tray of cookies down there or something, and just like it could do it. It could totally do it. I know it for a fact. We could bake some cookies on the floor of the race car for sure. (laughs) There's a thing in snowmobiling. It's like a little can that you uh, strap to an exhaust. You can heat your meal in. I've seen that. That is super cool. We did it once at a drift day at like my old Thunderbird and we just strapped it to the downpipe and like (laughs) heated up a meal and like got off track and took it off and there's like a little burrito in there. (laughs) Yeah. Works well. We're talking about this. You can see me at the next race just zip tying hot dogs to my headers or something. (laughs) (laughs) That's where you need that Oscar Mayer sponsorship or something. Yeah. Boosted. Should make some calls. Uh, glizzy cooker. <laughs> glizzy. <laughs> glizzy. Sorry, cooker. I'm from New York. It's <laughs> uh, well, I want to know where, I want to know where that nickname, like where did glizzy, the word glizzy come from? Uh, dude, literally I woke up one day and it was just a thing. Yeah. I, back when I was living in New York, I'm pretty sure that's where it originated or at least that's where it was pretty hyped up and used a lot. And I just woke up one day and people were saying it. Someone tried describing why that means anything related to a hot dog. I have no idea, but I've just lived with it. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what to say. And it's a funny it's, word. It's a so. great word. It's a great word. It's so good. So yeah, good. It, it accurately 
somehow describes the product too. Just like in the sound yeah. and feeling it makes when you're saying it. Yeah. It also, right? <laughs> it also instantly makes anyone uncomfortable for eating a hot dog. Yeah. At least anyone yeah. around me. <laughs> like, oh, we got the glizzy? Okay. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> uh, no, it's, uh, it's such a solid word. It's, it's so like up funny. there. It's up there at the M word, which I don't. I almost don't want to say because like people get immediately upset. Moist. Oh <laughs> yeah. Damn, yeah I'm, I'm not. I'm not that. I'm, that, that one it, really. Doesn't I feel like it me. falls into the same category of like a feeling that immediately comes with the word. You're like, yeah. Ah. It, ha- it has a vibe behind it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. all right. Maybe how not. how has the the transition from New Yorker to California in California? What are Cal- Californian? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Cali from, boy from East Coast to West. Yeah. Um, it's been all right. I honestly, I wanted to change, and mm. I love the East Coast. I love being from there. Um, being the first and only pro driver out of New York was super awesome for me. And you know, I'm actually I'm looking at a newspaper article from when we made the jump into pro. Oh, that's and cool. The East Coast, I feel like, will always be my home. It's just, I felt like I was in this continuous loop of not really being where I wanted to be. And I kind of wanted to start something new and build something for myself and go lay some roots. And California just has a really good industry out here for the ideas I have and, you know, wanting to essentially start fresh somewhere. Um, that was basically the main goal in coming out here and just see if I can build something for myself to do better on uh, the things that I want out of, you know, what I'm doing in this career. So I, it, it's been really nice. I have a cool little apartment and a nice, uh, nice place in SoCal and it's really pretty. So that's definitely nice. And you don't got to deal with winter as much. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and the idea is, you know, once the season's over, I would really love to be able to drive year round. So I'm going to try and figure that out for this off season. And, you know, we have tracks available here and there's stuff always going on. So kind of excited for that. Do you have the, the spare car down there too? Like you got a that old S13? So I don't have any seat time car. And that has oh. been a big issue for this year. Um, I actually haven't had a seat time car in a while. I had mm-hmm. one in the beginning of 2020. No, uh, sorry. I had one in the beginning of last year when I first moved into pro because I knew that um, out of competition driving was going to be really important. But I crashed my car in Long Beach first first round of right. uh, last year and I needed all the funds I could to fix the car so we could finish out the season. So I sold Damn. my, I had a Corvette at the time. I sold that and we were also rebuilding my S13 uh, to basically be a demo car or a secondary competition car. And we were actually pretty close to finishing it off and I had to sell <laughs> all the parts and everything. So... Definitely a bummer. I still have that car, though. I still have that chassis. It was my first ever drift car, so I'm going to keep that forever, regardless. Okay. But it would be really just, cool. I have plans for it to hopefully be a car again one day. Just parted everything out that was that was on it? Yeah. I Literally yeah. every single part other than, I think there's just a custom radiator attached to the chassis, and it's not even a rolling chassis. It's literally just a Jesus. bare bones S13 chassis with a radiator in it. Which is still <laughs> worth like eight, $9,000 now, which so is crazy. Many people, so many people <laughs> hit me up if I was selling it because I took a picture yeah. of it and I was like, sad moment because it was yeah. like the build was no more and everyone's like, you're going to sell it? I think even Ryan Turk reached out to me about it. <laughs> no. It's like, I need to keep it. I was like, if this uh, thing doesn't turn into a car one day, I'm literally going to bolt it to a ceiling or like a wall in a shop once I get that'd one. That'd be cool. <laughs> 
Yeah, it would be that, pretty cool. I'm excited for the day where that becomes a thing. Like, you know, with like old F1 cars and Indy cars and stuff like that, where people bolt them to walls and oh, shit. Yeah. Like, there's going to be a time where, you know, like a, even like a Vaughn Gittin Jr. is finally done, like in his apartment will be a Fox body bolted to the wall. <laughs> like, it's going to happen. <laughs> It has to. Yeah. No, I think the way that the sport is going, it's like we really are building some legends out here yeah. that people are just super like diehard for. And I think yeah. for sure we're going to see some some old drifting chassis on ceilings and walls. <laughs> we even saw, I, I can't remember the guy's name that bought Turk's old car and then obviously ends up allowing like Dago Higa to, to use it. But like, I uh, believe his name's Colton. Um, is it Colton? Yeah, it's uh, I can't remember. Yeah, Supreme. JDM Supreme. JDM Supreme. I was like, yes. I'm like, I don't, I don't know cool. if it was like the Supreme, but I remember it yeah. being like JDM in Supreme. That. Colton, yeah, nice, really nice guy. Awesome car collection. But I was just gonna say, like, that's somebody who's collecting, you know, drifting artifacts, if you will. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's back out, back out running. Yeah, but yeah, like that. That to me was one of those first moments where I'm like, oh, like, huh, people are gonna buy these like these at one point in time it'll be a thing to own a 2022 fd car right yeah that'd be really cool i mean i just plan on old owning all my own cars though yeah i don't want to keep them i just keep them i just love my cars so much i like i was even like in the beginning of this year i was like i would love to get into another car for next year just so i can keep my s15 like not like a tin can when Mm. i'm done with it but that car that car has got some more years under its belt for sure. That's that's the plan. Then just keep running that chassis. Yeah, I, yeah. For uh, yeah, for right now, um, for the foreseeable future, we'll probably run that chassis. MA Motorsports built it so well. Like I told him, oh, I was like, "Build me yeah. a car that we can crash." You know, you saw the same thing with Chris Forsberg's chassis. Yeah, that they built together years years ago, and that thing yeah. ran for so long. Obviously, yeah, you got to put in some work, and they get beat up, but they're fixable. They put in some crazy work, man. Like it, you know, now I. I didn't even put two and two together before you said that. Yeah. Like I've seen like Chris, what should have been written off. Even you in Long Beach, like that car. Yeah. A lot of other builds would have been written off. That was was a rough year for cars. You and Hearst both like demoed almost new builds. (laughs) First round. We, we brought it to a frame machine the day after the competition and the guys were like, how are you standing right now? They're like looking at the damage on the chassis. I was like, I'm really dizzy. I went to the hospital, but like, I'm okay. Yeah. You were, di- yeah, you were dinged bad. up pretty good. Yeah, I was just, I was super out of it. I was just like the next day I woke up and I like could barely walk because I was super dizzy. I don't know why, but they said, oh, I'm fine. Does that my head's okay? I think it was, it was kind of like the whip around though, wasn't it? Because you hit and spun. Right? Well, no, I just, I spun beforehand and just backed it into oh, the wall. So like perfectly back and I hit hard enough. It completely took the wind out of me and like hurt mm. my back. And I guess maybe from that was just too much. I don't know, hmm. but I was fine. Just took me a day. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you're used to a couple of good bangs being a, a BMX boy. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, have you gotten back to ride at all now that you're, I mean, obviously like to get around, I'm, I'm sure, but. I brought my bike with me. It's here in my garage, but I haven't put it together yet. Really? Because I, I will always love BMX. I think it's awesome. It, it taught me so much about like growing up and like fear and all this stuff that was like super, super big moments in my life growing up as a kid. Um, and I love it so much to the fact where I don't want to ride it yet until like the season's over because I don't want to hurt myself because I'll yeah. be, I'll just be enjoying it so much. I'm just a little bit worried because I have like a shoulder injury that I had like a few years back and 
I I have to finish the season out. <laughs> I get I can see that. I've seen a couple of guys like I know Hurst has been back to the park a little bit. I've seen a couple of guys like scooting around and like okay, like I'm curious. I'm curious to see. I think it'd be really cool to get a bunch of the FDE guys together to play a game of bike or something. I was just going to say, I honestly want to verse Chelsea and Nof in a game of bike. I would be curious. You you spent a shitload of time at Woodward. I think you might be able to take him. <laughs> so I lived there when I was 15 for a year. They had like a school program. And that, yeah. that was my first experience at California. I lived in Tatchby, California, Woodward West. And it was awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it, it would, I think it would just be really fun for uh, some cool content. Just get a game of bike going. I can't. I can't keep up with Adam. Adam's got needs to good. On That's a little different. That's a little different, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he's, was. He he's was still really good. Yeah, I mean, he was a pretty heavily sponsored rider. I mean, he was. Yeah, little little different. I mean, you obviously had had some good backing. You know, shouts out Index Inc., but um, not nearly to that LZ level of riding. Yeah, the first, the furthest I got was like a little like homie hookup with S&M bikes. And I was okay. like, oh, I made it. But yeah. I didn't. <laughs> Although I don't think Adam LZ was ever in BMX Plus magazine. So I think you've got him there. How do you know this? <laughs> I know things. How I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you a bigger Literally, how do was. you know that? <laughs> dude, dude, you're like what? Just find the centerfold in the index, right? Yeah. He's on a, oh, I can't remember what the name oh, of the bike was. You were testing so something cool. out. Yeah. Hold on. It was a, uh, it was a, I believe it was a DK maybe. It was just these, <sighs> they like, uh, Plus Fives BMX came to camp and they were like, oh yeah, we're doing a shoot. And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, um, like I've never seen this before. This is cool. Like shooting for a magazine. And they're like, yeah, you, do you want to like, do some tricks on this bike for us and just like get some photos taken. I was like, yeah, sure. What do you want me to do? And they're like, I don't know. What's worse is going to happen, right? Do some cool stuff. I was like, I mean, I don't know if this bike will take it. So I'll just like, I'll do some normal stuff. Cause it was just like a complete bike for like under, I think it was like under 400 bucks or something or 300 bucks. Oh, okay. So like basically a a starter. Yeah. It was like a starter BMX bike. And I did like a, I think it was like a uh, 180 bar spin on it. Got the photo. And never thought anything of it after that. And then one day, really, uh, friends from high school, because I was I was basically homeschooled living at camp and my friends from high school reached out to me and they were like, dude, you were literally in this BMX magazine that they just got at the school. And they sent me a picture of it. And I'm like the the contents page, like the second page in the book, just a huge photo yeah. of me riding my bike on that bike. And I was like, no way, it's so sick. I was just so happily caught off guard by it. I was it trying was to very, find the name. Very cool I experience. A, I know I've got it pulled up somewhere. I mean... I was trying to remember what what actual bike it was you were testing. Uh, Harrow. Oh, Harrow. okay. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. why I didn't fall apart. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, it's crazy. There's such a there's such a crossover. I know I've talked about it so many times of like guys doing whatever moto, skate, BMX. Like this seems to be. I'm not saying those sports aren't grown up, but it's mm-hmm. like. Yeah. This is what you do when you're maybe afraid of your body falling apart more. Yeah. Right? And I feel like it's like community based too, is why you get so heavily involved is because there's so many other people that are interested in the same thing. And you get to just join a community of cool people. That was BMX for me. Um, yeah. And I, I really loved it. And it, it got to a point where I like kind of just like plateaued on, you know, my skills and like pushing it because I was, you know, I was getting hurt. And I came home back to New York and the community kind of like died off a little bit while I was gone. So it wasn't mm. like as fun to go ride my bike anymore. 
So I kind of just started getting away from it. And then I hurt myself and I was off the bike for a couple months. And then I started getting into cars from my friend Connor. (laughs) Did you, was it like the car meet thing or was it like, like what? I guess like what sparked the the car part of it? Because your was, dad your dad was into racing too. Yeah, so I, I was actually going to add that me and my family we used to race go karts when I was mm-hmm. younger. Uh, we did like asphalt oval track go karts, and it was super fun. We traveled for a little while doing it. Um, my dad later on got into a super pro truck, and he had a modified for a little bit, and it was yeah. really cool. We were like a racing family for a little while. Um, it just started getting to the point where like. Um, it was expensive and like some, like I kind of wanted to do other things and I got into BMX and I was super happy about that. Cause when I was in go-karting, I felt like I was like scared of everything. And then BMX showed me like, okay, like you got hurt a couple of times. You're fine. Don't be as scared about things. And then when I got back into the cars, I was just like, oh, like this is, I don't have the same feeling that I used to when I was in go-karts. Like I feel aggressive, mm-hmm. like I can push myself, but yeah, there was, it's, um, yeah, I ended up. Back to your question, I was, I was just hurt. I had a, my hand was completely broken, and my buddy Connor, I would just hang out with him every day, and he was really into Japanese cars, really loved uh, Japan, and you know, just had all these really cool things to tell me about when it came to like Japanese cars. And once I started getting into that more and more, he's like, "Oh, let's go to car events!" Like, and then we go to some local car meets, and then he brought me to my first drift event which was at Club Loose in Englishtown. And I literally went, saw what Club Loose has, like at the track, like just an all out good time with drifting. And instantly that day, I was like, I'm buying a car and I'm building one <laughs> to come do this. And I literally bought a car, The I'm pretty sure like two weeks after that, I bought my first car. I'd love to find out who you saw at that event. Like, Based on the timeline, there would have been some OGs that may have been driving there. Like that's where I'm like, yeah. yeah. It was a big event too, is Freedom Moves in 2014. So oh shit. Okay. Turk was probably there. Yeah. Forsberg was probably there. All the all the Bloodmaster guys, they're just all crazy. Just just an all out party. And like I I'm not like a party guy. You know, I never no. even <laughs> even as a kid, I wasn't really like the the big party guy, but it was like, I went there and I saw just all these just cool dudes, like talking about cars, drifting, having so much fun. Definitely some wild stuff went on that we don't have to talk about on this, but um, (laughs) delete all those notes. Yeah. yeah. It's just, um, it was just, it, it was like that feeling when I got into BMX, it's like, look at how much fun these dudes are having. And just everyone's super cool with each other. Everyone's super nice. Like there's no bad blood going around. No one's fighting with each other. And then they're just going on track and having a complete ball. I was like, yep, building a car. I'm doing this right away. Hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. It's, it was so good. It, it's, it is a weird addiction. Like I, I've, I've talked to so many, obviously so many people about the sport and they're, almost everybody I talked to who's into drifting can boil it down to like the moment. And they knew that moment. You're like, oh, this is it. This is yep. This is the thing that I've been waiting for. This this scratches every itch. It, you know, everything just fell into place the moment you see it. It it literally it it literally gave me everything. Like everything yeah. that my life is like built around right now, drifting gave that to me. Yeah. Like almost every lesson. You know, I had a little bit of a feel for for life and the way that things went when I was like doing BMX and traveling and stuff, but it wasn't until drifting where I was like, oh, like 
this is real life now. Like I'm yeah. learning about real life. <laughs> well, it teaches you, I mean, it teaches you perseverance and patience and, and you know, uh, problem solving. And, you know, in some regards, mostly in the negative finance and business, like. <laughs> Literally everything. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's unreal. I owe a lot of my life to drifting for sure. 110%. Yeah. You, you also came up fairly quick. I mean, if you consider that 2014 was your introduction and then, you know. I, yeah. And then I didn't start drifting until 2016. Okay. Took me like two years to build my car. Yeah. Um, but then like 2016 to now is, I mean, that's not, that's not a lot of time to go from day one to pro. Yeah. Your boy was motivated. Still clearly, <laughs> clearly. Do you do you still do like the whiteboard of motivation and put like, hey, this is the project, this is everything we're gonna do? Are you you know, like visual on that. Uh, I am I am definitely a visual learner and I am a visual motivator as well for sure. And I've done all of that before. It hasn't been as much lately. I did just get a huge glass blackboard uh, installed in my apartment that I want to use because I know it, it helps me a lot. It's like seeing things, like you mm -hmm. can tell me to do something and I'll, I'll, I'll mostly remember it. But if I get to <laughs> see it, then I'm like, all right, cool. But I am like, that's funny that you say that, like the, the whiteboard of like motivation, like that's my dashboard in my car. Like mm -hmm. I don't really have the whiteboard of motivation at my house because I'm constantly traveling. My car has little notes on it. I have like a little, I have like a little, um, saying on the dashboard and it says like, you want it more than them. And then Max, uh, the grid worker at, um, hot pit, yeah. he went out to me one time. I don't know if I was having a bad day or something. This was back in prospect. I don't know if it was a bad day or he was just trying to hype me up. He just gave me this little like blue piece of tape that just said let your heart sing on it and he just slapped it on my dash and hmm. i like once i saw that i just pressed it and i was like that's not going anywhere that's staying right there and i have one of the most prized possessions tapes in my dashboard which is a little note um from the sweetest little girl her name is london, london and she's from st louis and that <sighs> It's getting to the point where I might have to take it off the dash soon because I don't want it to get ruined and I have to frame it. But mm -hmm. it is just a, it was a really big moment for you know, my drifting career. And it was just one of those things that every time I look back on it, it's really awesome. Yeah, she's a good luck charm, right? Yeah. So um, what was it? 2021, we were at St. Louis for Prospect and... We were just doing autographs at the pit. Like we had like there was a few people lined up at the pit and we I was doing some autographs and I, I met the sweetest little girl and her name's London. And I gave her like one of my hero cards and I signed it. I was like, here you go. And I I think I gave her like a little t-shirt too. And then I like walked away. But then like two seconds later, she grabbed my attention. She's like, Hey, hey, hey. I was like, Oh, what's up? And she like hands me this little piece of paper. And she's, uh, says, I'm going to be a race car driver just like you one day. So this is my autograph. And it says London oh, and it's got a no smiley way. face and a heart. And I was just like, that is so cool. I was like, that is exactly what you'll be if that's what you want to be. You'll be a race car yeah. driver. <clears throat> and I grabbed it and I showed it to Scott, my crew chief. And I was like, dude, so cool. And he's like, no, tape that to your car. He's like, that's a good luck charm if I've ever seen one. And sure enough, I taped it to my car and then we won St. Louis in yeah. 2021. So it was super amazing. And I get to see her every year. And I'm pretty sure they're even coming to uh, um, Utah. So I'm very Oh, excited. really? 
Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Oh, and they also like this, this like painting right here behind me. That's from her and her sister, Mackenzie. They make me stuff every year. Is that just, the like, Pokemon really... card? No, the Pokemon is just mine. Like, oh, okay. Mine. But the painting behind it is just like Got a hand painted power racing logo from them. They're the ah, sweetest so cool. people ever. I love them. It's, it's really neat. Those, those interactions. Like I, I, I've, I haven't had any to that level, but just even get having those moments where you realize that like the whole thing is bigger than you where mm-hmm. like, you know, what you're doing is it's, it's easy to get lost in it really quick where you're just like, yeah, I'm here, I'm doing this. I'm, I've got to do this work. And then somebody, you know, takes two minutes just be like, Hey, like this thing that is mundane and every day for you or really frustrating or really difficult, like understand I'm on the other side of it. And then this is what I take away from it. Yeah, it's it's uh it does really good at like checking you like in your place, mm. like taking a second and being like, oh well, it's like drifting is very self centered at times, but it's like there's so many more people that are here for what you're doing, like that you don't even realize. Like mm-hmm. I will check myself sometimes if it's like having a bad day. It's like this is still a job that people like will die over. You know, it's like you know, I mean, I'm constantly killing myself to stay in it. But it's it's one of those things that I'm like I'm grateful to be here and like I'll hop in the car and be like, another day at work, yeah, the best office you can get, you know. We look you look at the live stream and you realize that like almost everybody watching that just wishes they were one of those 36 people that were on the screen. Yep, it right? is it is insane. It sometimes it it feels really good to think that, but it is you know, I'm one of those people. I'm just like really hard on myself for like what I do. I just like. I'm a perfectionist and I want to be the best at everything I can be. So it is tough at times when I'm not doing too well. Like this whole entire season has been really rough. One of my favorite videos of you was like in car, you just losing your shit. Uh, Like the steering wheel comes off and you can, you hold it for a second and you're like, do I want to destroy this thing? And then you're like, just, just like, I think you threw it on the floor and then just screamed. But it was like so primal and you're like, Man, like ah, I can I can feel everything that went wrong in that one yell. Yeah, I was just so like a little bit of a backstory on that. That was at English Town in 2021, mm-hmm. and we went out there uh, a few weeks beforehand and burnt off 40 tires. <laughs> so I went there to test on that track. Basically, my mindset was I'm going to learn every single inch of this track, and I'm not going to lose. So we burnt off 40 tires, spent all the money to spend basically two days there just practicing. And we got knocked out on top 32. Or yeah, I think top 32. And I was just livid with myself. Um, But it's just, that's drifting sometimes. And it was just Mm -hmm. at that moment, it's like, when I get like that, it's like, all right, I'll allow this like short spurt of me being super angry so I can just level out because I'm not I'm not going to carry around this anger all day. Like, yes, there's a part of me that will be upset um, what we did and like um, basically just not getting what we wanted out of the weekend. But I'm not going to I'm not going to be this super angry, hot headed dude all day. Like that's that's not me. So blow up, get it out of your system and then just go back to chill, figure out what went wrong and just try to pick up where you left off at the next round. Yeah, you're definitely one of the most even keel guys that I've I that I know. I mean, you and I have known I each try. other for for a while now, and like yeah. you're, I, I, I the two the two main things are you're incredibly quiet and shy, which mm, sometimes and, come on, dude. I mean, we've we've gone out to dinner with like groups of people, and you like you'll say like eight words. Now, that being said, 
sometimes those groups of people are very loud. And I know I'm usually, if I'm there, I'm usually one of the louder <laughs> ones, which doesn't help. But it's like, it, it is, it's like a mix of both. Sometimes I'm super introverted. Like for the most part, I'm introverted. But if I'm around like the right people or like people mm. that I like really love or like I know that they get me or we're just like close, I'm like, there's like a, some light switch that goes off where I'm like this yeah. crazy extroverted person. And I'm like, you get Bro. wacky. You yeah. get wacky and like cookie and like yeah. want to do silly things. Fun. And, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like sometimes I miss that a lot. Like all the all the fun stuff that I would do or just be acting like crazy. You know, sometimes it's just I take things so seriously that I'm just like, mm. like Yeah. I, it's time and time and place with it too, right? Like you definitely have to be serious in some occasions and then Oh yeah. Um if you're if you're wacky all the time, no one takes you seriously. Yeah, for sure. And I like, I appreciate that there's people that I've been doing this with for a long time that like know that side of me. So like, at least they got to experience it or when they see it once in a while, me like goofing off or something like that. They're like, oh, there's Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the Mike we all know, you know? Yeah. It's, it's tough too, though. Cause like you're a young guy who's new to the industry. And like a lot of the times when we've seen each other has been like in business settings and things too. Yeah. And it's like, that's that's tough. It's so hard to know how to play it and and be cool without being, you know, saying something stupid. Like it's it's this weird scenario. Yeah. I it's it is tough like being in those scenarios like being in like full work mode. Like yeah. I take it so serious and I'm like at the same time you can't take it too serious and like scare people off when you're talking about business and stuff because what I've noticed is any business relationship I have with any company or any of my partners like we have a real friendship. Like mm-hmm. I can call, I can call pretty much anyone that I work with right now. And like, we can just be on the phone and have a good conversation, like two friends. So it's like when I'm in business mode, it's like, yes, I take it very serious, but I'll like check myself and I'll be like, dude, like be chill, be yourself. Because at the end of the day, you want to be really good friends with these people. That's, that's what makes all these relationships I have so great. Yeah. It has to be that balance of like friend and work stuff. I knew yeah. like when I, when I did sales, <clears throat> that was the the tactic that I was taught really early is like, Hey. Do some work stuff. And then if you feel it's starting to get heavy, you swap it to personal. And then you do that for a bit and then swap back to work. And you just kind of flip back and forth. And then that conversation will carry much easier. It's like just trying to enjoy the journey together too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of how, how, how's that journey been with Type S? Because like now they're title, they're, they're on the door. So yeah. So this year we're shared title with Type S. So we're basically both the front runners on, on the program. And it has been, nothing short of amazing. It's been so great. They're some of the coolest people I've met in the industry. Their products are so much fun to work with and they look awesome. And it's just really refreshing seeing a company that truly cares about the series. Like Mm. they're sponsoring FD along with myself. So it's like, not only do they care about the sport to want to sponsor FD, they care about the drivers too and want to like help me with my program and just create really cool content, create great products, and just just be all around awesome. Like that's how I feel with them. They're one of the best relationships I have, and I'm just gonna do everything I can to keep that going for as long as possible. Yeah, I think what you've done with them and and how that's developed is is really interesting and kind of cool to watch too. And it's good. It's a good thing for somebody who's new to motorsport partnership, like of how that needs to develop. Like just coming into a company yeah. and being like, I want you to pay a whole bunch of money to be my title. That's cool. But the chances of that happening are, are pretty slim. Pretty slim. Yeah. Pretty slim. 
but it was one of those like this has been in development for a couple of years mm-hmm. and then you know last year was a bigger step and then this year is a, a pretty massive step yeah this year this year is definitely the biggest um they're the largest supporter of my program and like obviously i'm super grateful for that and even with that we're still doing more together like right mm-hmm. now we're working on uh we have a product that we developed um together and they made it my signature product with them and i'm so so excited and it's like a really it feels like a pivotal moment in you know not just drifting in me but like me running a business for myself my program mm-hmm. i consider it a business and my name and just trying to do everything i can to carry my name over the future and type s is of course, the first people to do that with me with this uh, product we have here. Are, are you allowed to talk about the product? Like, I don't know uh, what. Yeah, I am actually allowed to talk okay. about the product because the cool thing is, I actually have it here in front of me. Oh, sick. The cool thing is, uh, this is actually, the day that our talk here is going to be live, these will be available to purchase. Sick. So I'm super excited. I might, yes. I might bug you for one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tip me up. So what we have here, it is the... Um, Type S Auto Power Racing Jump Pack. So the fact that is, your last name is Power too, like just it's it such a it good last be any name better. for racing. <laughs> <laughs> and and for this product, I literally yeah, it just literally hit me right in the face. It's like yeah. So yeah. when we were talking with them, we were like, how do it's Benson over at Type S is like, how do we use your last name for like product? And I was like. You guys have the jump starter. My last name is Power. If you want to go anywhere and have power with you, you get a jump starter. Yeah. So this is their this is their latest and greatest jump starter that they did in my like signature with my power racing logo on there. It's a jump starter. It's got a built-in uh cable. It's either like USB C or Lightning. And it's just this I've had one of these even before we made uh this product and it's a lifesaver. It's jumped my truck. Yeah. It's jumped my car multiple times, like those hot days in St. Louis when I'm killing my battery because I'm running my cool suit with the car off. Yeah. This thing has saved my butt multiple times. So it's just really awesome that, yes, I've made stuff in the past that has my name on it. Like I'm wearing a hat and a shirt that says my name on it. But mm-hmm. to have a product that's being sold by another brand with my name is like, I feel a very pivotal moment in, you know, where I'm at. And I'm super grateful for it. Super excited. Yeah, and it it shows too that like, and I and I know you do like other work, like some of the the install video stuff. Um, you know, you're you're doing some on screen stuff with them. Yeah, like those are all the things that people don't realize when you're getting into these partnerships. That like, it's not just someone cutting you a check. You throw a logo on the door. Like, this yeah. is work. This yeah. is this is a job now. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Forsberg is a good example of that. It's not like Chris Forsberg just. Gets his check and and a couple of cases of NOS and calls it a day. Oh like, yeah, the dude's doing commercials and those like those crazy videos and stuff. Which like yeah, that sounds great, but that's like three to four days of shooting in some cases where you're, you know, it's not all yeah. glory. Like you're doing work. Yeah, and it's like we I was literally filming the other day with them for um, some new dash cams that they have coming on the market, and we're just constantly filming and doing my like brand ambassadorship with them constantly creating content. We have a bunch of stuff that they post on YouTube and it's a lot of work. And this is all stuff that I do. So it's, it's easier to sponsor me as a driver, you know, for it to be worth it to sponsor my program, you know? So it's it's a lot of value. It definitely is. Yes. And it adds value. You know, I want the, both the program and myself to have value. So 
having your name on the car, I want that to mean something. I want you to be able to mm-hmm. see return on that. You know, that's what's really important to these companies. But also as myself, you know, having me involved, I want to have my value and bring that to the table. So everyone's super happy at the end of the day. Yeah, that's sick. I mean, it's such a it's such a cool thing to to witness. And I always enjoy, if, you know, coming from like the business and marketing side, like I like to look at those scenarios and be like, okay, cool. Like, you know, seeing how the whole thing gets built and then seeing it develop and and small partner, mm-hmm. you know, last year to then like, oh, cool. And then now the product, like it's it's really neat to watch. And I I want it to be a lesson, I guess, for a lot of the young drivers right now where it's like, you, it's not, it's not just a yeah. cold email and a check comes in the mail. Like you have to build a lot of work. Yeah. You have to build. It's just like your car sitting mm-hmm. in the garage. You, you yeah. can't just go buy a beat up 240 and it's a drift car. It's like you have to build it and make it what it needs to be to support you and the ideas that you have or the driving that you want to do. It's the same thing with any relationship that you have. You know, me and uh, Type S and myself, it's we start out really small and we're building together and we've been super happy with it. So we want to take more steps and we're building together. That's what this product signifies, us building mm-hmm. a bigger relationship with each other. Yeah, and it, it's... It's just, it's good to, I mean, it's good to see. I mean, I know you've got a good relationship oh, too awesome. with the, the guys over at Novia and everything you've done with them. Saw yeah. the wheels in your kitchen, Anovia, doing live stream yeah, stuff. Like, Anovia yeah. Fitment Industries. Yeah, I yeah. literally did just have all my wheels with <laughs> some GT radial <laughs> tires strapped on them in my kitchen for yeah. uh, for a little content thing. Yeah, yeah, I actually have one of the Anovias sitting right next to me too. Yeah, <laughs> Fitment Industries and Anovia wheels, that's also another great relationship that I'm super excited about as well. It's just... I'm I'm just really focused on making sure that any relationship I'm in will go the distance. You know, I yeah. have longevity always in mind. So, and not to mention, like, I'm out here doing everything on my own. Like, I'm trying to keep this dream alive of me going to the racetrack. And these partners that I have are the people that get me to the track. You know, not to mention my team. But it's just yeah. like funding the program, it's like, it, it, these people are very important to what I'm out here trying to do. And you have to appreciate that so much. And it, it gives you a really good feeling of people having your back and wanting to see you do good. So I just pay that forward to them and just, you know, want to make some cool stuff happen. And I want to get good results. That's why I've been beating yeah. myself up all season. <laughs> it's been a tough year, <laughs> but so it's, everyone's it is, still yeah. pretty happy with me. They, they We're all super happy to be working together. And if we don't have a good day of the track, then all right, let's, let's make some good content. Let's do some yeah. good on, on the Instagram, you know? Yeah. So. I, I, I'd be amiss without giving our boy Sam a shout out. Cause I know oh, he listens and 100%. Yeah. and yeah. Uh, today is uh today's Monday and it's his birthday. And I just, no, it's his, not yeah. really. Today's oh, I got Sam's to text birthday. him after this. Yeah. Uh, love yeah. that guy. Absolutely Dude, me love too. that guy. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah. I'm literally like best friends with these people that I work with on my program. So yeah. it's it's a really good feeling. It has that community feeling to it, which is really awesome. Um, so speaking of Instagram, um, I want to talk about your, your social media growth because okay. you have followers and interaction rates that are like rival some <laughs> of the biggest guys on grid. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, you're it, not that it, that's a competition. I'm sure you see it as a competition a little bit because like competed everything, but um, what, how, 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 just how, <laughs> like <laughs> that's, that's um, all I can say. So it, 
First of all, I, I really don't see it too much as a competition. It's basically I see what these other programs and other drivers are doing to be able to go do fun projects and support their racing season. So mm-hmm. that was basically like my goal. It's like, all right, like let me just get good on Instagram so I have a little bit more to bring to the table when talking to partners. And um, I kind of just struck gold on some video ideas. They were really simple I think the algorithm was a little bit better when I first got my start, but I just found this easy content to make and, you know, some slow motion. For some reason, so many people love slow motion drifting videos. Big fan. And (laughs) it was right after I won um, Irwindale in 2020, Prospect, my rookie year as a, a Prospect driver. It was after that, there was just this influx of likes and follows from FD, from their live stream. And I posted one video and it was just a slow motion drifting video with a good song and it just blew up and took off. And Hmm. from there on, I just really focused on paying attention to to trends and just like funny car videos and just trying to make good content because I've done all this like on my own. Like, yes, I get the, the clips filmed. Um, Nate over at Daily Driver Media, he's been a huge help. Um, he'll basically send me, you know, a nice folder of a bunch of clips after the weekend's over. And then when I have time to myself, I sit down and I just find the clips I really like and I make, make some reels. And doesn't miss a shot either. (laughs) Oh, he kills it. And he's got some more help. He's got some more help at the track now too. So he's got even more angles and more like shooters. So it's, it's been really good. The algorithm is kind of tricky nowadays. Uh, Not really. It seems like a lot of us aren't really getting the, um, attention that we used to get but sometimes mm-hmm. i still got some heaters that are out there so it's good just a, focus on growing you have a really good interaction rate too like like the amount of people that will will comment and I, I know you're pretty back and forth a lot of the times too like i think that that plays a huge role in yeah. keeping the fans as well i yeah i i find it really important again like we're talking about like fans i find it really important that so in the grand scheme of things, if I became this famous driver because of social media and everyone mm-hmm. knows me from it, it's like, okay, it's like, yes, I did my work to get here, to get noticed by all these people. But these people and these numbers are the reason why I'll have more value. So these people are so valuable. And not to mm-hmm. mention, they are so cool. So every day I focus super heavily on, you know, talking to fans, reacting to any content that I'm involved with. People DM me all the time and I try to I try my best to answer all of them. It's a full-time any, job. <laughs> any post, any post of mine that gets reshared by someone else, I like it. I know for mm. a fact if you go find a tag photo of me or someone else shared a video, I liked it. I know for a fact. <laughs> and I think it's just really important because yes, I'm the only one doing this. So that gives me the really good opportunity to stay in touch with all all of these people that are enjoying what I'm putting out there, you know, yes, it'd be sick to have a manager that's running my social media all the time. So we can just maybe just come out with some banger ideas and constantly have content coming out all the time. But at the same time, I get to interact with all these people all the time and just have just, you know, a lot of people ask me for tips. I'll help them with car setup. I'll give them tips and tricks for their program. You know, I have Mm -hmm. a lot of like up and coming drivers reaching out to me. Um, and I just think it's really good to stay in touch because at the end of the day, it's like drifting should be fun and people will come to enjoy it. So be a good, uh, uh, a showman and good, 
make yeah, sure good people enjoy too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Make sure people enjoy talking to you. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. I think that's, it's so important. You can't, you can't post and ghost. You can't just drop yeah. something and then leave and, and hope that it does well. Yeah. Not to saying it hasn't happened before, you know, sometimes yeah, I'm super busy and just got to put something out there and then jump back into whatever I'm doing. But yeah, for the most part, I'm there. So it yeah. is really good. And like you said, it is very good for the ambassadorship and promoting companies and really putting emphasis on showing people why you believe mm-hmm. in a brand or, you know, why you're promoting something. Yeah. No, it's good, man. It's, it's, it's good to see, um, I guess like how serious you've taken the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not like, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody at FD. I think everybody there is taking it very seriously, but there are definitely people in, in other sports where they're given an opportunity or they receive financial backing and it just seems like they slough it off. I mean, I guess I could put it like Lance Stroll in Formula One is like somebody who comes to mind where like, he's still putting in the media time. He's still racing well, but like, I just feel like he just wants to be somewhere else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Apparently That's playing tough. tennis. I, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like drifting doesn't really offer that to people as much. Like there's drifting, no, there's you no have free to be, rides. You have to be so dedicated to it. Yeah. Like that's my main thing that I tell anyone. Like I, that's the number one asked question I get is how I'm interested in being a professional drift car driver. How do I do it? And I literally tell them, make sure you love drifting to the point that where you hate it, you're still showing up because mm. you often, you will hate drifting way more than you will love it. <laughs> if you want to take it professionally, and do competitive stuff. If you if you if you just want to go do grassroots, you'll love drifting for the rest of your life. One hundred ten percent. I could promise you that. But competitive drifting will make you do things that you do not like to do. And well, we'll, well you there's said, things you you're going to hate, and you just got to yeah. grind it out. Right now, for the podcast listeners only, we're offering five dollars off each ticket purchased on Formula Drift website by using FD Podcast when you check out. That is FD Podcast. I don't know if you need to capital the FD, but. Try it either way. So head over to formuladrift.com, pick up the tickets, then enter code FD Podcast, get $5 off all eight events this year. It's our 20th season. Head over. If you're going, save five bucks. Might as well. You parted out a, a car that was near completion just to finish a season. Like, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's crazy. You have to do stuff that you wouldn't want to do. But yeah. every single struggle that you have to deal with because you're chasing this dream, once you get there, it's going to feel amazing. So that's that's like what I'm holding on to. I got two trophies from Prospec behind me. And when I look at that, I'm like, yep, that's when it paid off. Like that's when every single thing that I ever had to do that I didn't like about drifting, like it's 110% worth it just for this feeling. Is that the motivation? I guess like, I know we've alluded to, you know, this season being a rough one, but like, is are those the things that, that keep you going this season? Yeah, 110%. I'm, I'm also just, Drifting is essentially, without being like too deep, drifting is kind of the only thing that I have. Um, mm. I've worked so hard and so long to get where I am that, yes, I could maybe find something else to do tomorrow, but nothing has as much meaning as drifting does to me. I love it to the point where, like, even if I hated it for a whole year, I'd still be there, you know? And through the struggle, it's... Yes, like it makes me upset that this season hasn't been going well. I want to get really good results and um, do well. And it's been tough, but it, I still am going there and I'm still believing in myself and I know that I can do it. You know, I'm just, I'm just struggling right now because I'm grinding and I'm wearing all these hats. I run my whole program for myself. You know, I have my yeah. crew and they do an amazing job with the car, making sure the car is good to go. But everything else, like 
Like that's a hat that I have to wear for every little thing on this program. So there's a lot of stuff that I deal with that I think is uh, playing a role, but it, it'll make it all worth it. I'm just, I'm grinding. This is the year of, you know, dragging myself through the mud just so I can be squeaky clean one day holding a trophy on top of the podium. Yeah. And I think all of the greats, like you, you hear about these rough seasons and, and crazy shit that happens that, that caused them to want to leave. But like I, the difference is they didn't, like they didn't go anywhere. They just, they just kept going. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not going to be as important to you or as monumental when you win, if you didn't struggle along the way. Like if it yeah. was just given to you, like we we're saying, like you can be given, you know, these opportunities, you're not really acting on it. It's like, if you're just given everything, like you're not going to appreciate it. Like if yeah. I, if I like go out there and get a trophy or get on a podium with, uh, with pro, like before the season's over, you will see it on my face. I promise you. I'm a very emotional person and I'm not scared of it at all. And I, it, you would see it real quick, the amount of stuff that I've had to go through this season uh, <laughs> if I'm holding a piece of carbon, you know? Yeah. Was it, was it this? No, it was last season. We talked about the trailer. Was it, it was last season when you were moving, right? When the trailer got broken into? Yeah. So, twice? yes, twice yeah. in two days in a row. Um, so, Last year, uh, towards the end of the season, I um, brought the rig out early to California. Well, I had the rig brought out early so I could work on the car, get it ready for Urbandale. And I already knew that I wanted to move out here. So I basically mm. was starting my slow approach to figuring out a game plan for out here. And I had the shop at one of my buddies, uh, had the truck at my buddy's shop. And it was there for like a month almost not a single issue and it wasn't until like the week before fd i get there and i see the the lock on the trailer door was cut off and i was like oh no mm. open up the trailer everything's on the floor every single cabinet is pushed like everything's pushed out of it there's so much stuff moving all my milwaukee like stuff all my tools like my like uh scooters it was just it was just uh it was heartbreaking but it's one of those things, man. And it's like, what are you going to do? Be smarter next time. And I was like, all right, whatever. Like, this really sucks. And like, I'll make a police report and I'll go and I'll get a, I'll get a really heavy, heavy duty lock and I'll put it on the trailer because I'm stuck here. I don't have anywhere else to bring my rig. And it is so scary to drive that thing sometimes because it's so big. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, it's going to stay here. I'm going to lock it up really good and then we'll hope for the best. And yeah, the best did not happen. They broke into the RV the next night. <laughs> With the tools that they stole from my trailer. Oh, she knows the same guys. Yeah, definitely the same guys. So I was like looking around town. I was driving around and seeing if I could see anything on the street or if anyone's like trying to sell stuff on Marketplace. And yeah, it was just, it was just horrible until this. And still to this day, I'll go in my trailer looking for something and realize that it was one of the things that got stolen. Oh, <laughs> so that's, that's like just one of those things that's just bad luck. Just like, yeah, it's such a subtle reminder too that like, oh, I need this yeah. like one one tool or something. And then you're like, oh, right. Oh, it'll be, this, it'll be the simplest thing that they stole too. I'm just like, man, why? Why'd you steal that? <laughs> like, why'd you have to take, why'd you have to take my my favorite little screwdriver that I use for, <laughs> that I used to take like the Zeus buttons off for my dashboard? Like, I'm like, God, you guys suck. <laughs> The, the custom tool or something, right? You're yeah. like, you can't use that other than in this one yeah, scenario. But they were like, you, now you have it. Yeah, they were like, obviously just wanted tools and stuff that they could sell. Because like I had turbos in there, wheels. I had a bunch of stuff. 
Yeah. Also, I don't think they were like super into maybe the drug variety. Maybe I think they were just some motivated thieves because uh, like all my nitrous bottles were there. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm just like, dude, I was like all the things I thought they would steal. They didn't steal. It's just the stuff that I wanted <laughs> the most to not uh, be stolen got stolen. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So it was, it was definitely rough, but you know, it was one of those things. It was, you know, what am I going to do? I'm just sitting here, sitting here and crying about it. It's not going to fix it. You know, no. just figure it out. Yeah, there's nothing you can do at that point. Like, you can file the police report, and they're going to be like, "Yeah, okay, we'll look for it." But like, yeah. they're not—they're not going to do anything. No. Like a, you know, Stuff's gone. not that they it's could. Gone. Like, what are you going to yeah. do? Like, look for a yeah Milwaukee leaf just, blower? Like, I was just hoping to see some dude on my scooter that he stole. <laughs> that that would have been the the most obvious thing. Like, if there was anything that I would be able to tell that was mine. Yeah. It was my all black scooter and it had like the power racing stickers all over it. I was like, if I see that thing on the street, I'm running. I'm going to tackle this fool. You have to throw barbed wire on everything from now on. Just get like a stencil and stencil spray barbed wire on all of your tools. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Or like get an engraver and like engrave it. But I'm just not going to put myself in the situation where my stuff will get stolen. You know, that was just, it was just an easy place for someone to break into my trailer. So yeah, not doing that anymore. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. It's not fun. <laughs> no, no. So, um, getting the the honor of scrolling back through, you know, Facebook accounts and stuff like that for you, I have noticed that you've gone through many distinct hairstyles. Is there, you know, we've gone from like the emo cut to like the long flow to like the biker wave. Um, <laughs> are you are you planning on changing up your look anytime soon? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just waiting for my glow up phase to come into effect. I think I'm going to get a gym membership in the office. Yeah. Just get yoked and, and I wouldn't say yoked. I just want to look fit. You know, you're going to force wang this. Like you're a little chubby, dude. (laughs) But uh, no, I'll probably just get some more tattoos. Um, That's yeah. I, my hair is like, it's never really a look that I'm going for, except for when Ah. I dyed my hair red before uh, pro last year. It looked good. it was cool. It was fun. Yeah. It was a topic. People would it like was. come get autographs and they're like, I like your hair. It's like the same thing as like people that like my tattoos. It's like I'm interested in looking however I want to look and expressing myself the way that I want to express. And um, I think that plays a role in how things look like my car, my program. There's barbed wire on my knuckles. There's barbed wire on my car. You know, yeah. it's just being able to express yourself and stand out a little bit. You know, it's. It's not my intentions. Oh, I need to look different than everyone else. I don't want to look like a race car. I want it to look like just some stylish drift car. No, it's just, this is just what I like. And I love mm-hmm. that people uh, will see it and resonate with it. And it let me know like, oh, you got one of the coolest cars in the field. I love your car. Like that gets me so excited. I'm like, that just means that me and you like the same thing. We can be yeah. friends now. Your pre-vetted <laughs> like, friend right there. Yes, yeah. literally. Oh, I yeah. like your car. All right, cool. I like you. We could be friends. Yeah, we're now friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't like your car. All right, cool. Go find someone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go get go get something that looks like a NASCAR because this isn't yeah. it. Yeah. It, it's, there's a fine line though because obviously you need to be, you need to have, uh, it, once we started getting into, like this year was like the most proper uh, program, like budget-wise, par- uh, partnership-wise. So mm-hmm. I want the logos to be very well, you know, uh, represented with the car. So we like took it, we like turned it down, like the noisy, like super crazy looks. And we wanted, I was like, you know what? Less is more a little bit this Mm -hmm. season. Let's just find something that I really love, give some space for the the sponsors so they can stand out too. And I think we kind of 
nailed that right on the head. Um, Ian over at Factory Factory 83 has been designing all my stuff ever since I started um, competing and drifting. And every year, I think he hates me just because I'm super picky. But then at the end of the year, we're just like so pumped on what we create. He's just amazing at what he does. He does he does incredible work. Like, oh, yeah. Like some of my favorite liveries have come out of there. So Yeah, and he's such a cool dude. I, I don't think I've ever shadowed with him. Hopefully, hopefully I've run into he, him at some point. Funny story is we've been working with each other since 2018. Yeah. Seattle, most recent Seattle that we just were at was the first time I met him in person. <laughs> I was like, no way, dude. Give him a big old hug. I was like, now you can put a, you know, a face to the name when you want to like fight me over email, you know? Yeah. Just because I'm being super annoying about design stuff. I, I do like the, f- you <laughs> you and I had met via voice before we ever met in person. Bro. And then you <laughs> I tell people about this all the time. <laughs> I'm like, Jacob does not sound like how he looks. And like <laughs> I, I was like, I talked to this dude for like a whole winter because you're helping me with some website stuff. And we were like yeah. on the phone. We were, I would like call you like two o'clock in the morning sometimes. Yeah. Like it's super late. And I was like, I would just text you like, are you up? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, uh, still my computer, <laughs> dude. Like you have like you have like your own voice for sure. It's like super uh, deep, and like I don't even know the person I was picturing in my head, but it was not you. <laughs> <laughs> I literally. <laughs> then we I, got like a video chat, and I'm like, "Bro, like, who are you?" Yeah, you're like, "Hey, <laughs> that's what you, you look like," and I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, like, no, that's not. Th- this is you." I'm like, "Yeah, man." Like, Holy no, shit! Yeah, because like, you said something, and I was like, "Oh shit, it is him." Yeah. It's yeah. it's weird. I know. I, I it's a weird nasally gravelly, but then I have a baby face, so it's like it doesn't. I know it doesn't match. It really it's, like it's it funny. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, long live the baby face. I know we we both kind of we both have one. So yeah, I have the, like I have like good complexion. At least uh, yeah. the um, all my uh, the will call girls like Rachel and uh, oh my god Cassidy. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, your skin's so nice. They're like all my <laughs> best friends. That's, that's how you get in like, I forgot my hard card at home. It's not even that. They're just so sweet. I love them. Everyone that works for FD is so Dude. cool, except for you. No, I'm just kidding. No, thanks. <laughs> um, no, just everyone, everyone in FD is just, it's so cool that everyone's yeah. really awesome. And they all like work really well together and... It is like, even though I don't go to FD to go see people, I'm there to go racing. It's nice mm. to be surrounded by people that care about drifting, care about formula drift, and they want to see you do good. And they want to see you have a smile on your face. Like if I'm like upset about something, like Rachel and Cassidy from Will Call will literally know. And they'll yeah. call it out. Like, are you okay? And I'll be like, yeah, I'm all right. I'm just dealing with some stuff. And they're like, well, let us know if you need anything. And I'm like, you guys are the best. And then there's Andy Luck. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Luck, one of, one of my favorite people in the world. We I, and, I only, Andy Luck only sh- drives me insane sometimes <laughs> for the best reasons because he's so good. I can tell that he just wants to give me a hard time because yeah. it's like it's like you can tell he wants to give me a hard time because he likes me. But now that yeah. he's going to hear this, he's going to be like, "I don't like you." Listen, don't worry. He only listens up until the one hour mark, and we're like an hour and two minutes. So oh, we're nice. Good. He like always tells me, he's like, one hour. You got to cut this in one hour. That's all I can take. And I'm like, dude. I have a really funny story about Andy that I love so much. Um, So Andy's favorite thing is just to tell me that I suck as a driver. And is just (laughs) 
it's, it's sometimes I'm like, you know what, Andy, one of these days, man, but I understand where it's coming from. You know, it's yeah. kind of just, it's a loving, uh, you know, kind of hatred thing. <laughs> but <laughs> so we're gearing up for Jersey in 21 and okay. he's like, oh, like we're like, uh, where were we? We're in Orlando. He's like, oh, we're going to your home track next. Are you going to choke? And I was like, what? I was like, no, I'm going to win. He's like, no, you're not. You're not going to win. I was like, whatever, Andy. I was like, I was like, fine. I was like, whenever I'm on the podium, I'm going to be looking for you because I'm going to flip you the bird and tell you to go after yourself. And Mm -hmm. he's like, yep, sure. Sounds good. Can't wait. And Jersey, I totally choked. (laughs) And I was like, damn it, Andy, look, got me. (laughs) But, um, St. Louis, basically right after that, was when I won, and I was super, super stoked. And I went up to uh, one of the towers, the one of the tower rooms, and I was like, "Where's Andy Luck?" <laughs> and I like I knock on the door, and he's in there. And this was after like trophy ceremony and stuff, and I like pop open the door. I was like, "Andy," and he's like, "What?" And he's like, not looking at me. I was like, "Go f yourself." And he's like, "What?" He's like, what did I do? I was like, it's not about what you did. It's about what I did. And he turns around and I'm holding the trophy, flipping on the bird. And he's like, ah, like just, <laughs> just super happy. And like, just, you could really tell like what all of his jokes and all of his, uh, you know, give me a hard time, what it really means. And that's, yeah. those are the type of relationships that I really enjoy. So Andy Luck, <laughs> if you made it this far in the video, just know I appreciate you. And I cannot wait to flip you off again, holding another I- trophy. That is solid. Yeah, I don't know. He, he tells he tells me he only listens up until the first hour, so we're we're five minutes after. So this might I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I might be. Uh, well, nobody. You know, know. Maybe, maybe I'm special enough. We'll maybe. see. <laughs> no, I, he's he's been good. I mean, the whole FD staff has been good. I'm particularly nosy, and I ask a lot of very intrusive questions all the time, and no one's really gotten upset with me. Sean Adriano had to talk to me once. Because I was like asking questions during like a stressful situation. He's like, uh, not now. And I'm like, yep, okay, cool. I get the hint. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if that's the worst I've gotten, um, yeah, I think that's about it. It's just I, every, everyone takes it seriously. So there's sometimes yeah. serious moments. That's all there is. But at the end of the day, it, like you can go say what's up to anybody and they be like, hey, how are you? Yeah. Super nice. Yeah. It's it's it is a it's a really cool staff. It's a it's a really great group of people to to hang out with, and everyone oh, yeah. has such big personalities too. Mm-hmm. Like going all the way from you know an Andy Luck and a Kevin Wells, who are like you know like these kind of grumpy guys, but they're not really like oh yeah. Once you start chatting with them, they're the opposite, yeah. right? They just you you perceive them as grumpy because their job is to enforce rules. So like, yeah, and it's they stressful. have to be for their role. Yeah, yeah. And it's a stressful job that both of them have. So I totally understand. Like, yeah. I look grumpy when I don't do good in the race car. So it's like, <laughs> I understand. I get it. I'm, yeah. I'm a very understanding person. Sometimes too much, but that's yeah. okay. How, um, how I, other than, you know, Utah crashing through your sponsor's sign, are you excited for Utah? Uh, yes. Utah is my favorite track of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's it's something. Cool. There's something about road courses, and I know the reasons why we go to ovals and why we do, you know, like the speedways is because, you know, it's really awesome for the fans. The driving's super sick. I totally get it. But I love driving road courses like Atlanta and St. Louis is even really fun too. Mm-hmm. Utah's just got something different in it. There's something in the yeah. air there. It's beautiful. <laughs> the, the lack track. of oxygen. <laughs> yeah, the lack of oxygen. I can't breathe. <laughs> it's, I love this place. Um uh. <laughs> It's just, it's got a, it's got one of those layouts where I can drive the way 
I like the drive, you know, hundred mile an hour entry, you know, you can, you could be a little extra on the angle on the entry and just be stylish and fun and really aggressive. And that's just the track that I really loved it. And also last year, that track is the reason why I became rookie of the year. Because oh, I did. That was my best result of pro my rookie yep. year in pro. And we got top eight. And that is the points that we gained. that carried us all the way through uh, Irwindale. And then we got rookie of the year. Damn. Yeah. I so did not realize it, it that. Is, it is a special place for me. I really like it. And I just love the driving. It's so it's mm. so beautiful there. The track's great, like I was saying. And the driving, like all in all, that my car loves that track. It's like, yep. It's like, this is what we were built for. Do you, do you have to throw anything extra in nitrous-wise or boost-wise with the elevation? <laughs> Yeah, last year we had to throw nitrous on the top end. So we usually okay. use nitrous just to spool the turbo. Um, but last year, um, it just the turbo wasn't making enough. We were over spinning it. It was out of its efficiency range and we just needed more power. And I was just, um, we just put some more nitrous in it and it, it did pretty good. Was still definitely a little bit out of the effic- efficiency range for the turbo, but. It's uh yeah, it worked out. It was good. My car's fast, it's on rails. But now we have a slightly bigger turbo um okay. for this year, and it's been proven to be very nasty considering we haven't even turned it up all the way yet. Um, so I'm actually really excited for Utah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, yeah, you are not gonna run at a run out of steam at that point. Yeah, I don't think we will because we still have the nitrous, we have a bigger turbo. Yeah, and the car would the car was driving fine. We just wanted a little bit more. We we're like, if we're gonna keep up with these big boys, like we're gonna need a little bit more horsepower. And then I get stacked next to Frederick Osbo and his car almost does like a wheelie out of the start chicane and he leaves like a drag car. Yeah. And I'm like, how am I catching this dude? How like I got up to him, we entered pretty much together, but he got to enter so much faster than me, and like I lost front grip and then I was chasing him down through the smoke transition for the second turn and literally didn't realize until the the smoke is gone that I'm like, oh, I'm off the track right now. (laughs) And then like the car just spins around and I just take my hands off the steering wheel. I like close my eyes because it's like I've done this before in the beginning of the season in Long Beach and I don't Mm -hmm. know what's behind me. But luckily it was pretty soft and it was kind of funny that I hit the type S sign because they're like, did you mean to do that? I'm like, yeah, guys, I meant to go off the track and hit your sign. I don't know if you heard me, but I was standing at that corner and I screamed at you, sir, you can't park there. I'm not sure if you heard it, but <laughs> I felt like I had to. I feel like if I heard that, I would start running at you fist, fist clenched. Probably. I'd be like, you know what? Like, that's the greatest. That's the greatest meme joke ever. But I'm so not having it <laughs> not right now. Not now. Not now. That was like Kevin. Uh, Kevin was like next to my car. He's like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "Is my car okay?" He's like, "It looks banged up." I was like, "Can we fix it with duct tape?" And he's like, "I don't know." He's like, "You're <laughs> gonna need to call five minutes." I was like, "Get me out of here so I can like drive it back." And I like drove it like kind of off the track because I didn't want to dirty up the whole track and like good call. Even though like yeah, that's tr- just trying to make sure the track's not super dirty. Yeah. Just shook down the car and then we went and like called her five minutes times out and like the boys just zip ties and duct tape everywhere. And then we went out and did our lead in front of uh, uh, Frederick and it was a burner for sure. I drive with a, a little better when I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that is. Do you think it's like a lack of thinking? I like, think you it's know, just... You know, I was going to say, you know, they talk about like the flow state or getting in the zone where like you, yeah. you just drive. Is Is like anger that same kind of theory yeah i think <clears throat> i think it's a little bit of both like the flow state for me is like if i break out of top 13 and uh, top 13 top, top 13 
if I break out of top 32, that flow state starts coming where I'm like, all right, cool, I'm ready to go. And like what, top 16, top eight, like that's at least how I felt when I was doing that more often in prospect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the anger for me is just kind of throwing complete caution to the wind and just being very aggressive at all of the inputs. So it's like I'm doing everything the same, but I'm taking them up a notch, basically turning mm-hmm. it to 11, you know? And sometimes Scott, who is my crew chief and my spotter, will be like, I want you to do that in practice. Like, I want you to do that the first lap of the day. And I'm like, it's it's not something that you can just pull out. At least it hasn't been yet for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, based off of how the season's been going, I feel a little more angry and angrier every time <laughs> I drive just because I'm like, I'm just starting to get frustrated here. But um, yeah, it just caution to the wind and your inputs are just a little bit heavier and you just get a little bit wilder and, you know, it kind of feels like I'm driving with my heart and that's kind of when I put on a show. <laughs> yeah, there, there's several drivers. I The one that always comes to mind for me is Alec Robbins. When that dude drives angry, it's like, it's scary how good he gets. Yeah. And and, and he's such a polite and quiet guy. Oh, yeah. Like, sweetheart. He's such a sweetheart. I've said to his wife so many times, I'm like, can you just like threaten to divorce him or something at the line? Like, can you just, can you please just get him so pissed <laughs> off? Because like, I just, I've, <laughs> is that too far? Um, but uh, I've just, I've seen how he's driven. Yeah. Like, like, like enraged, pissed <laughs> off. And it's so good. And I'm like, just do that all the time and you're fine. <laughs> There's a, that's, that's hysterical. Um, I would say as far as like drivers who drive really good when they're angry that I notice the most is Odie. Oh, when, when yeah. Odie is driving pissed off, I'm like, bruh, I can hear it. Yeah. Cause it's just like, you know, that car could go to limiter if he, if he wants it to anytime he drives it, but he keeps it like tamed. He's in the proper RPM. When he's angry, it's just his, his like whole late, track. his delayed one more time with Chris Forsberg. Was like that when you like heard him at the line, you're like, oh, okay. You, like, here we go. Also, also, the meme from that is the greatest thing. It was like, <laughs> had me laughing so bad. Hi, right, man. I, did I you do see? Love- He's like, all right, F it. I'll do it again. <laughs> I'll do it again. Yeah. I'll do it again. And he did. You did and do he it did. again. Yeah. Crazy. He's the same thing. Super, super polite and quiet guy. Like, just very relaxed, very calm. He's got his glasses on, you know? Yeah. Play with his daughters. Chill. Really play, awesome. Play guy. with his kids. Sorry. Yeah. 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 I don't know what it is. There's, yeah, there's a few guys. I don't know if I've ever seen Osbo like really pissed. I, when he gets in the zone and like you'll see like those photos or those videos of him and it's just the eyes and like you mm. can tell, like you just, you just know in that photo, there could be no other context other than just his eyes. And you're like, holy mm. shit, this guy is just about to like wreck someone's day. Yeah. Like, he, I don't think he's angry. He's just, he gets this weird hyper focus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to know, learn how to do that. Do you, <laughs> do you do anything like ritual wise? Like, I feel like I ask every driver now, but like, do you do anything before you get in the car? Music? Um, no, I just kind of focus on my breathing and I just think about what I need to do. Um, I just do everything I can to just try and stay calm mm. until it's time for me to like battle. Because ever since they're like, you drive a little bit better when you're angry, I'll try to hype myself up a little bit before like we go into a battle. But for the most part, I just try to stay uh, super chill. And that's about it. But like when I'm about to go into a battle, like I just make my belts super tight. And I just like, I like take my fist and I hit the sides of my steering wheel a few times mm. and like crack my knuckles and stuff or just like say some bad words and <laughs> say that I'm about to just do some crazy things. <laughs> 
Say some bad words. Some bad oh, words. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. I'm trying to keep it PG here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fair. It's fair. Um, there's no rating on on this, so you're, you're good nice. to go. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, huh. Okay. Do you do any, like, like eating-wise, do you change anything? Try not to eat? Try to eat? Mm, I usually in. I usually try to eat I usually try to eat some carbs you know some okay. ex, some extended energy that could be burnt off you know uh, I really try to focus on good sleep um, I try not to load up on caffeine the night before so I can get some good sleep if there's any chance I can sleep in I'm taking that always because okay. I love sleep I've had sleep issues like pretty much all my life so that's something that <laughs> is pretty hard it's um. I like have all these ideas of things that I want to implement into my life and like the professional side of things that I'm like really excited to eventually be able to do it. I just feel like I've been doing so much that I'm just stressed out by everything that I've like some things are going like getting pushed off until I feel like pretty chill and I'm ready to like implement some new ideas for myself. Because there's obviously something, I'm, I'm obviously not doing something great right now because of how yeah. I'm performing. So constantly all year, I'm thinking about what could I be doing? And obviously, the main thing I should be doing is driving a car when I'm not at FD. Seat time is the most important thing ever. But I'm just, I'm in this position where I can't do it. I can't afford yeah. it right now. You know, it's that's the toughest part, you know, going basically paycheck to paycheck paycheck as like race to race you know just trying yeah. to figure out how am i making it to the next round so it's one of those things i'm just hoping that it gets better i have my ideas of what i can do to get better as a driver and i'm gonna do it because i'm gonna be winning races one day i know it for a fact i'm yeah yeah i've, you're, I've you're, full you're confidence out, in myself you were out um was this some, i can't remember if it was bmws or porsches you were running not that long ago uh it was a bmw before the season started uh right. my buddy matt um, Matt Misko, he runs the uh, BMW Performance uh, School over at Thermal in California, and he asked me if I wanted to come drive a M4 GT4 race car, and I was like, "Of course I do. That mm-hmm. would be excellent." Uh, did that, and it was super fun, and that kind of got me fired up towards getting into some different disciplines of racing. Because um, essentially, where I stand right now is I just want to be a race car driver for as long as possible and drive anything I can. So. I uh, just want to get more experience doing anything else. That's interesting. Yeah, it'd be cool to see you in in grip racing. Yeah, considering like that's a low, like I did wheel to wheel racing as a kid in go karts. It's something that I'm, I've always been interested in. And the one the one other discipline of racing that gets me super excited is short course off road racing. Is something that okay. I really want to get into. Um, and. That looks like so much fun. Or rally cross, you know, like Nitro yeah. Rally, like they're 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 bumping, and that's something that I would love to get into as well. But right now, I want to focus on drifting. I mean, drifting will always be my thing. I'm not trying to get out of drifting. I'm not trying to get in other forms of racing to just go like do that and leave drifting behind. It's like drifting will always be my main priority. It's just I want to be a well versed race car driver because I think if I know how to drive like anything, it will help me be a better driver. So it's just their experience I want to have. And it's experience I want for myself to be really good at driving. Well, I mean, there's nothing saying you can't do both. I mean, Turks, you know, off to Australia soon to do, I think it's global time attack. Forsberg has been doing it. I mean, Robert Thorne came the opposite way. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots and lots of different ways that you could go about that. Yeah. 
it's super possible. And that's one of the best things about FD is like, yes, we have our, our uh, schedule in it, but it's not super hectic. It's not too mm-hmm. insane. Sometimes it gets like, you know, there's like races that are like back to back, almost like basically two weeks spread where that's a little bit tight, but yeah, you can schedule anything pretty much in between. That's why so many drivers are out doing other things as well. I just want to mm-hmm. get into that spot eventually. But Without giving away the dates, the schedule for next year looks pretty pretty good. So I think yeah. there's some some time. Yeah, in there. I haven't I haven't seen it yet. Usually, I just assume we're going to be kind of close to what we've been doing every year. So that's what I just hope for. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, FD's been really awesome at uh, making sure that we know our schedule before our season's you even over. You get the loop too. Like you're not yeah. jumping around. You kind of get that that circle. Yeah, you know, starting west to east, but then up and then around. So yeah. I do wish we didn't start in Long Beach though, because that track is intimidating, and I almost totaled my car that one time. But it's, it's such a it's such a good show, and I understand it. Yeah. It's just ah, oh, this track is so not forgiving sometimes. Yeah. Hey, I know you're super rusty and shit, and your car is like just been put back together. Yeah. But I'm gonna need you to have you know run this track with all walls, zero runoff, still yeah. some decent speed. Oh, and oh, it's yeah. a and it's and it's a parking lot with. Yeah road so there's like four different surfaces so yeah. good luck not to mention yeah. the first turn you're entering the first turn and you don't know where you're going until you yeah. initiate so you're flooring it down the the straightaway to initiate and you don't know where the turn is until the car is staring at a wall yeah. you're literally staring like, at a wall the okay, whole time okay 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 oh, all right now i see it yeah and then with you know eight nine laps of practice we're going to expect you to touch your rear bumper on one, two, three, four different, maybe five different surfaces. That's where drifting has gone. There's been so yeah. many, like I've seen so many years where it's like, oh, you're in the pocket. You're cool. There's like a couple inches between the bumper and the wall. You're doing good. It's like now, nope. Mm-hmm. We want you to skim in the wall. Anytime there's a wall on the track, we want your bumper on it. Just don't yeah. put it too on it. And then we think you're using the wall to help get around the turn. Yeah, You've, there's a like a line. there's like a three inch variance that you can get away with, and it depends yeah. on the car too and the build. Like, it does. I feel like some guys really can get some like, and really we're talking about like maybe three extra inches or something that that, that somebody can get out of their the the back of the car. Yeah, I I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes the being as close as you can to the wall is the right line because mm-hmm. the track is supporting that driving. You know, like Irwindale, it's easier to drive the Irwindale bank when you're all the way up there. Yeah. So much better. If you're like yeah, a little bit lower, lower, so much harder. So well, coming harder. out and then trying to do that, that kind of touch and go is way more difficult if you come out of that shot. Yeah. Not to mention grip levels. Cause like yeah. you can be a couple of inches like this way or this way and the grip level in the car is completely different. Yeah. It's and running wild. it shallower, you get into the marbles more. Like you, you need to keep a decent amount of angle on that wall. Yeah. Um, especially later in the day when there's, when there's more marbles up at the top. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a lot of variables. So where, where do you fall into the debate, the tire debate right now about sizing and grip levels? Like, are you happy with the sizing and horsepower that we're at? Or do you think we're at a precipice, like it's gotten too far and we need to come back a little bit? I don't think we're too far. I think we're kind of at like the pinnacle of okay. like, like FD cars. I think they're insane, awesome. But it's, uh, you can tell that it's it's pretty crazy. We're basically driving drag cars sideways because of the amount of grip that we have to throw at these things. Not to mention the amount of grip that like I have to throw at my car to be able to keep up with a 315 tire, you know, like 295 versus 315. It's like, it's like the cars aren't that much different 
to have this much difference in tire, at least mm-hmm. I feel. Um, but being able to keep up with them feels awesome or being like just as fast as the guys on bigger tires. Like that makes me feel really good for us and the team. Cause like, we're like Scott's just being like meticulous and putting in the proper setups in the car and the boys are going along with him. And we have a car that's a rocket ship. Like we're in Seattle and I was like, dude, this thing is so fast, like so, so fast. Um, but I don't know. I think, I think if we went down in tire size, I wouldn't be against it because mm. it's not just I'm dealing with it. Everyone's dealing with it. Yeah. It might be a, it might be a nice equalizer, you know? It'd be fun to keep everybody on their toes. And maybe, maybe the tires are, you know, helping these results. Maybe if we were all, you know, on an on an equal tire or, you know, had equal setups, maybe we'd start seeing some crazy stuff in the series, you know? And I, I can't really yeah, I can imagine it's possible, but who's yeah. to say until we do it or if we do it. Can you can you explain for like the tech nerds like myself what you might be doing to the car to dial in grip? Like I feel like that's something we talk about a lot where people say, Oh, I gotta dial in more grip. But like, I don't know if you want to talk about the extremes. I remember seeing like Rome set up one year going like, how do you even drive this at all? Yeah, there's <laughs> there's some things that like obviously are probably won't like touch on just because there's there's a lot of time and effort that you know like scott and his experience that he's gained this knowledge and you know obviously i pay for it by having him work with us so it's yeah there's some knowledge that should be for free but most of the time it's just tire pressure most of the time it's tire pressure for grip uh we can do a little bit of suspension adjustments some alignment adjustments you know there's there's stuff like there's a lot of stuff that you can do for it but mainly um I just don't really like I just say what the car is doing or what ah. I feel like it could be doing. And Scott and the boys will handle the car. And then I go back out there and I'm like, yep, that's it. Like they're not telling me what they're doing. I'm just telling them, like, hey, like I think we could have more grip or we can have more power or there's too much grip. I need a little bit more side bite. And then they'll change make changes on the car. So I feel like people think I'm screwing with them when they ask me like setup questions and I literally tell them I don't know. They're like, oh, what'd you okay. do to make it run good? Like, that lap was killer. Like, what'd you guys change on the car? Because before that, I saw that you were struggling. And I'm like, I don't know. I just I told just them said, that. I just yeah. told them, like, this is what I was feeling in the car. And they made some changes. I went out there. You're, you're providing the the problem. They're providing the solution. You're not going yeah. to them, hey, take take half, you know, half a yeah. degree of I'm cast not, yeah, or something. I'm, you're, yeah. I'm not making the decisions to what to do to the car. That right. is my crew chief. And hmm. it's, it's the best way. Cause I'm just trying to focus on driving and the best thing is just like, if I say it feels like this, he'll tell the boys and then, you know, we have a, a change and I'll go out there and I'll give it a try. And I'm like, all right, cool. Now the car does what I, I wanted to do. How, how do you like being spotted? Like what kind of communication do you like? Are you like, do you need praise? Um, do you like being shit on? What, <laughs> like how everyone's a little different, right? I I kind of I don't really like being praised if it's not realistic. Uh, okay. I used I had. Are you familiar with Rich Whiteman? Yeah, uh, of course. He was prospect driver. Um, yep. He's not there this year, but um, he spotted for me in 2020, and it was amazing because we we're really good friends, and he would kind of hype me up. So it's not like praising me, but hyping me up is really cool. And okay. uh, the feeling I get with Scott is Scott knows what it takes to win. That yes. that man has won many FD events. He has championships under his belt. 
And I literally was just, whatever you want to tell me is what you can tell me. Like I'm try, I'm learning here. And I even told him like, when we started driving together, I said, make that car however you want it. However you seem fit, make that how you want to make it. Like, cause you know what a winning car should be driving like, and I will learn how to drive it. Like mm. if we set the car up always to just how I like it to feel, it might not be fast enough. It might be too loose or it might just be too easy to drive. Like make the car the winning setup so I can learn how to drive it. Hmm. That's, that's very, that's interesting. That's like a kind of a humble response to where you're, you're like, you go into it knowing like, I don't know as much as you do. I've brought you on because of your knowledge. So you're, I need you to tell me what this should feel like. And I will yeah, tell you exactly. that's what I'm feeling. So that's, that's our relationship is he's just, he's a book of knowledge. He knows what he's doing and he's also a really awesome guy. So he just tells me what I need to know. And it's just, Hey, you missed here or you missed there. You got to get in the zone. Uh, how's the car feeling? All right. Mm-hmm. And then we just have these conversations and I think sometimes he can tell that I'm like kind of hoping for like a little bit more like of like a, like hyping me up situation. And he does that once in a while when it like, when I need it, like there's been times where practice hasn't been that good and, and qualifying. He's just like, Hey, you have to go out there and you have to do 110% right now. Like go out there, you know what you need to do, go do it. And I'm like, well, hell yeah. Like this, I'm going to break this gas pedal. That's what I'm about to do. <laughs> and sure enough, it's happened like multiple times. Like he's just telling me, tells me to like, go out there and literally put on a burner, like just go wild. And we've had it happen. And, you know, I listen really well, or at least I feel like I, I listen pretty well <laughs> to all of his input. <laughs> um, he might tell you a different story, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he, it, it, I mean, it's one of those things where it's just like, if I don't get the result that you want and you're telling me this information and does, if I can't, if I don't do it, does that seem like I didn't listen to you or mm. does it just seem like I had a hard time doing it? So it's, it's one of those things, but all in all, he's a great spotter. He's an amazing crew chief. He's, he's been a, an ultimate gift to my program. And anytime I do bad in FD or have like a rough weekend, it's never the car. That's what I tell everyone. I was like, this car is always perfect. My boys yeah. kill it. We got, we got Marco, Brandon, truck driver, Matt, and we're just, we just put our heads together and the car is always good to go. That's good. That's yeah. Good. It's awesome. Gotta, it's a great feeling. Yeah. You just got to figure it out. That's it. Yeah. That's all I got to do. Literally just, 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 just have to figure it out. The only yeah. thing that's separating me from a championship driver is experience. Yeah, that's fair. That's it. That's it. I have the team. I have. We have the infrastructure. We have the car. It can do what it needs to do to win. Yeah. If if you threw like James Dean in my car, I'm sure he would. He would be like, yeah, no, this thing's a weapon. Like we know that it's a good car. It's literally just me. It's up to me mm. at this point. And like that's obviously, tough. I'm just dealing with the struggles of running a program. So like I like I was saying before, I wear so many hats that it's like there's a lot of things that go into this and making it to every FD round. And it's like, how do you shut off all that thinking and all that stuff going on to just drive? And like we, for the most part, I do it. It's just been not great results so far. Yeah, it's we've seen drivers it seems to be that headspace is what it, it really keeps coming back to. I mean, the yeah. two shining examples are are Chelsea and Simon. Two guys that went from struggling with their own programs in one regard or another to having a seat and just focusing on driving. And I think the results on both those guys 
speak for I themselves, wish. right? Like, I wish. I'm not saying that like Simon and Chelsea don't have other shit on the go. No, they of obviously course. do. Of course. But when they get to that track, they're not worrying about how many tires did we order? How much fuel do I yeah. have? Did I order more axles? Uh, fuck, I forgot to get a hotel room for this guy. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, like all those little things that that take your mind away from just driving. Yeah, so. that's what I've been noticing this year, like the teams aspect of like Odie's, like Odie's team and his program having uh, Ben and uh, Simon, like, yeah, and not to mention RTR and like what, like that's what whole, Adam's done with them too. But it's like looking at these teams, uh, it made me really want to like drive with someone. So mm-hmm. having like a teammate. So it's like, uh, ben and Simon, yes, they're great drivers, excellent drivers without any any help. Like they mm-hmm. are where they are because of what they did to get there. But now that they're with Odie, it's like you have this, this person that not only knows how to set up these cars to how they need to be driven, he can tell you how to drive it mm-hmm. and give you all this input. And you guys as drivers can build off each other. And I'm just like, man, I was like, I need like a driving coach or I need like an XFD driver to come like maybe hang out and do some stuff like that, but, or get with a team. But for the most part, it doesn't really look super likely. Um, <laughs> you never know. Yeah. I never know. I don't, any yeah. conversation that needs to happen conversation. I'm all down to listen to anything, but it's, um, yeah, I like running my own program. It's just, it's hard. It's not easy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's great. I mean, it, it, I feel like with any of those situations, they're they're all conversations that yeah. that you that feel maybe like non-threatening or like non-business. You know, you could be having some drinks, eating some shrimp cocktail, and next thing you know, everything's changed. So, <laughs> that was yeah, that was a deep cut. Um, yeah, that was a deep cut. <laughs> there's there's yeah. about eight people understand that joke. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> but I've, but yeah, like all of these conversations <laughs> come from something like that. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're like, oh. I guess we're doing business together. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it really is one of those things. And that's, again, that's, there's got to be a relationship before there's like, there's got to be some form of a friendship or a, a, a very healthy relationship before business becomes a factor. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of shrimp cocktail. Dude, I miss that cocktail sauce. So good. I, my face almost caught on fire. Uh, I was so shocked. Um, (laughs) What, what's, the name of that, what's, the, what's the name of that restaurant for anyone Saint that's Elmo's? listening right now? Uh, so. Was it St. Elmo's? Elmo's or was There's it like two of a, them like next to each other that like they yeah. share the same kitchen. It's like the same menu or something. Yeah. PRI well, though. You, yeah. If yeah. you ever go to St. Elmo's in Indianapolis, get the shrimp cocktail and uh, it is life changing. So don't good. just get it. Eat an entire one to yourself. Possibly oh, yeah. two to you yourself. Have to. We had yeah. literally 20 of them at the table. It was because like we all had our own bowl and we we're like, yeah, yeah, we need it again. It hurts. That that, it hurt. that cocktail sauce will hurt you. It yeah. will we walked, make you we upset, definitely walked but away it tastes, with it. Yeah. It tastes so good. Yeah. We walked away different different people after that <laughs> evening. <laughs> Experienced. <laughs> Sick. Well, uh, dude, I'm glad we finally got to do this. Um me too. I'm really excited to at some point in time interview you podium wise, yes. you know, big it winner. will happen. It will happen. It will happen. Uh, you can flip me off then too, just like Andy Luck, whatever you want to do. I won't, <laughs> I won't judge you. Um, for everybody listening at home, make sure to check out all Mike Power stuff. I, Dude, I say Mike Powers more Bro, often than I say Mike Power. I will fight I, you. So I know. I know it's a pet peeve. And I have to like consciously think about it. 
We should have started <laughs> out this podcast like that. <laughs> I was going to call you Mike don't Powers. You ever, right <laughs> don't you ever put an S on my last name. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Uh, <sighs> make sure to check out Mike Power. Uh, go check out the new Power Bank um, <laughs> as well. Uh, the Type S Power Bank. Yeah, um, I'm super pumped for that. TypeSauto.com. If if you're getting one of these power racing jump starters, just know you're getting an amazing product, and also you're helping me support my dreams as a pro driver, and I'll love yeah. you forever. So works, super, it's super exciting. Works as a phone bank. We'll boost cars. Um, yeah, yeah. It's now jump started my truck. Flashlight. Yeah, yeah. Jump your whole truck. That little guy. Yeah. SOS Damn. lights on it too. Yeah, it's thing. It's a powerhouse. I we yeah. put my name on it, dude. I trust okay. it. It's good. Okay. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, sick. Well, I'll. Uh, yeah, it, it sounds like they're getting dropped the same day as this. That's awesome. Yeah, um, they're available. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I will see you in a couple weeks. Yeah, so that you will. Good. I'll. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, you, you're almost always one of my stops, like coming by. Like I when can. I do my little trip on the scooter yeah. and do one of these, Same I'm like, oh, up. there's my, yeah, <laughs> pull in. I spot you from a mile away with your green hat. <laughs> I know, I know. I think there's an order of them coming to Utah too. I just got an email from Neff, so. Oh, nice. Hopefully, yeah, they've been sending me some. So if you guys do see me in Utah, uh, I know I have at least 10 hats reserved already. So I try Dang. to give out, I try to give out like 10, 15 hats. You have round. like little clones running around. Or you're just going to trip people up because they're all going to think it's you. That's it. I want, oh, honestly, wow. my goal for like Irwindale is to get like a hundred of them and hand them out to people randomly, even if they have no idea what it's for, just to put them on. And then that way, when it goes to the live stream, <laughs> you look at like the crowd and there's just these dads. Uh, you're like, pain oh, in the ass. I, know, right? <laughs> I want to be like, where's Waldo? But that page of where's Waldo, where they all look like Waldo. Yeah. That's what I, that's my goal. In like five years, I want half the FD fan base to be wearing a teal hat. That's so Gotta awesome. have goals, man. Gotta have yeah. goals. <laughs> Gosh. Sick. Well, um, this is awesome. I'm glad we finally got to do it. Um, yeah, I'm pumped. Always feels like we're hanging out anyway, so. Literally. Cool. Uh, anything else? Are you all good? No. I mean, I'm chilling. I just want to say I appreciate being on the podcast and for everyone working for FD, you know, they, they're definitely really special to me and I love uh, how much they care about the sport and growing it constantly. And, you know, any of my any of my fans listening to this, I just appreciate all you guys so much. Uh, just constantly keeping me going because I know that you guys love what I do, and it's just I'm super grateful for having the support team that I do when it comes to my fans and my team. I know we've had a rough season. They just uh, I just appreciate them sticking by my side regardless, uh, no matter what, making sure that we always have a car that's ready to go and keep me competitive and. You know, I want to kick some ass for them this year. And we got two more rounds to do that. So that's what I plan on doing. And uh, my family at home, my family's always been super important to me. They're the reason why I'm here today doing what I love to do. And, you know, I want to make them proud. So I'm going to keep my uh, nose to the grindstone here and keep working hard and get some results for them. So I could uh, send them some cool pictures of me holding a trophy. <laughs> or bring it or bring it home for Thanksgiving. Bring it home. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Nothing's better than, you know, pouring gravy out of a an FD cup. That is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you draw the line. Okay. Cool. All right, man. Thanks. Uh, and uh we'll catch everybody soon. Oh, oh no! Boy. Whoa! Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy.